morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, it is a 40 burger Monday. It is a victory Monday, which means it's a cookout victory celebration today, y'all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We finally got it back. It's been a couple weeks, but we are back. We are we are going to come back strong with our cookout. I'm excited for that. Coming up, we'll recap the dominating performance. In my opinion, the most dominating performance in the Dak Zeke era. Yeah, yeah. And we all going to eat at the cookout today, so make sure you go get your food. Don't bring no ice or just some chips. And then bring something that we all going to eat and enjoy. Who's at the grown folk table? We got some newcomers. Some newcomers at the grown folk table, y'all. And then, of course, call in. Let's talk about it. 351-999-3787-351-999-3787. Man, what a... What a win, guys. It, the atmosphere was great. From from the first snap, it seemed like the Cowboys are going to just whoop on these dudes, and they did that, and, and I'm excited for it. But first, guys, let's get some shout-outs in the building. My bro up in here, Jeff, I see you. Frankie Franchise, Tino, Stevie Mac, the my guy, Fresh Fade in the building, Primetime Phil, Kevin over on Facebook, Angelica, Adam, Iceberg Q. What's up, brother? Uh, TC915, Mike Tag in the building. What's up, Mike? Hey, man, I've seen you in here on YouTube side of things, man. If y'all don't know who Mike Tag is, he's probably the the human version of the Cowboys, like, mascot, dude. Like, he's, like, one of the, the biggest fans of Cowboy fandom ever. Check out Mike Tag, man. Can you dig it, bro? Who with Mike? Uh, Malcolm A. Lou Extreme, Mike Harris, show me your... <laughs> Yo, sh- okay, I like this. I like this YouTube name. Show me your TDs. Oh, dude, that that that's hands down the best YouTube name I've ever seen. Uh, Jacob, Miss Charlene with the 1999 donation already says Victory Monday. We still them boys. Thank you, Miss Charlene. Felipe from France, Miss Sheila. We got William Anthony in the building. My lady Michelle in the building. Primetime Phil, K Vera, Ronald on Facebook. Of course, CJ Richards. My guy, what's up, man? Woody in the building. Oscar Lenz. And the many, many more coming through. Make sure if y'all missed this show, you don't really want to miss the show. But if you missed this show live, run it back. Come on back through via YouTube, via Facebook. Or I'm going to have this uploaded on all the podcasting platforms. So if you're listening on the podcast, thank you. Appreciate you. But Jacob said that's my fantasy name. Okay. Man, that, that win yesterday felt so good because... We talked about all week. I, I did not think that was the Cowboys team in Denver, right? I was going to learn more about that Cowboys team on Sunday than I did last week. And boy, did we. Did we ever. I feel like I feel like they played this speech in the locker room. I, I truly do. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. And not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. 
cowards do that and that ain't you. I mean, I, I mean, that just gets me fired up. I absolutely love that Rocky speech, man. And, and it gets me fired up. And I feel like that was Dak, right? Did you guys see the video of Dak gathering the entire team? Not that he hasn't done this before, but you just knew this focus was different. You just knew the mentality coming in was different. And that the leader, number four, was not going to let these guys, these players, this team, this organization, these fans have that same feeling as last week. There was an Atlanta Falcons uh, fan that came in here last week, right? And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, if we win, it's going to be a close game, right? But if y'all win, did he say if y'all win, it's going to be a blowout? I can't remember, man. But he did say we had a great defensive line, which was kind of kind of wild to me, but that D-line did step up. But nevertheless, I do want to uh, take a moment of silence, not only for the Atlanta Falcons fan, y'all, but what happened to the blueprint? Huh? Where'd the blueprint go? Huh? You know what? We're going to take a moment of silence for the blueprint, y'all. So just everybody just... They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Big Fangio, you thought you had something, huh? You happen to catch the Cowboys on a day off where, where nobody was good? And you thought you had something, Vic? You didn't. You know, you, let me show you where the blueprint's at. Here the blueprint, y'all. Right here. I got the blueprint. Right here. There is no blueprint. We talked about this on a pregame show, y'all. The, the Cowboys team, that team that, that the rest of the league saw the last six, seven weeks, it's not going to be the same Cowboys team moving forward. How about a welcome back? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Michael Gallup. That changes things on offense. That changes things. Michael Gallup, I thought, had a really good first game back. He probably would still be running all the way to Texas Live had he caught that, that ball in the third quarter. But, you know, it's okay. A little rust. It is what it is. He has some big, important catches and could have had a touchdown. Uh, about a yard short. But I thought Michael Gallup came back and, and was 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 really good. He added a different element to this team that we always talk about, a physicality standpoint. Those slants, granted, I know that Coop gets a lot of those too, but Michael Gallup is A1 in the league when it comes to the quick slants, right, or the hot reads and just being able to body cornerbacks, man. So welcome back, Michael Gallup, and that blueprint – that everybody was talking about, throw it away. This is not the same team from weeks two to week nine or whatever it was, 10 or what have you. Completely different team. And good luck trying to get a grip of it. Seriously, good luck. Anyway, man. Uh, Jacob says pay Gallup. Uh, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. All right, let's just, let's just relish in this 40-point uh, this whooping. And I put the wrong score here. My, my bad, y'all. Let me fix that real quick as we get into the roundup. Not giving them no points. They scored three, not six. One second. You know what I mean? Fix that for y'all. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right, man. Let's get into this roundup now that we got a lot of people in here joining us so then we can move forward, get the phone lines popping, 351-999-3787, and then we can have a cookout celebration. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Look at 
time. It's time. Time. It's time. Time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. This is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. A solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, strengthening up, toning up sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at TFF have everything you need from state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, and experienced professional certified trainers. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. Oh, Dak, baby. Dak bounced back in a major way. The entire team bounced back, but you just knew that uh, that Dak was going to get back to his efficient ways, uh, and he did that. He absolutely did. He made some history, actually. Dak Prescott's the first quarterback in Cowboys history to have at least one touchdown in each of his first six seasons, and he has two-plus touchdowns in six straight games, which is the longest streak of his career. On Sunday, he posted the fourth best QBR rating of the entire year for any quarterback over the first 10 weeks of the season. So he was on fire. Now, started off, started off uh, safety, kind of read something real quick beginning of that game and could have got something. But after that, uh, Dak started to find his rhythm and he was just pretty much lights out. Uh, and he was Dak Prescott that we know. And he showed you why and how difficult this offense is if you want to roll out the blueprint come on man now Randall the cook guy has not started yet it's not started yet the defense absolutely harassed and dominated Matt Ryan yesterday I keep talking to, I'm gonna keep saying it probably throughout this entire show it just felt like this was the most dominating performance I've ever seen in the Dak Prescott era on both sides of the ball Matt Ryan was 9 for 21, 117 yards, two interceptions, and was sacked twice. And honestly, if I forget who it was that tipped the ball, if they don't tip the ball, I think Trayvon Diggs might have two picks and a pick six. He posted a 21.4 passer rating, which is the lowest of his 14-year career. We talked about Matt Ryan and the Arthur Smith offense, you know, not allowing Matt to be the Matt he used to be and career lows and a lot of things. Well, the Cowboys just added on to that, right? We'll help you out with those career lows, Matt. 14-year career, his lowest pass rating ever. Dominating performance. And with that dominating performance, Dan Quinn going up against his former team that he led to the Super Bowl, 28-3, ironically, 28-3 was the score at one point in the game. (laughs) I thought that was interesting. Um, He received a game ball. And if you guys haven't seen that video footage, I mean, I'm going to play it right here, but it just goes to show you how much they love that guy, man. Dan Quinn's awesome. Now we're presented game ball to Dan Quinn. They they just love Dan, and I believe it was Micah Parsons who said, he the GOAT. Dan Quinn's the GOAT. And I, I think I brought this up a few weeks ago. It might have been last week or what have you. But I, I think we're starting to see 
Dan Quinn turn into one of those defensive coordinators where you have to mention them as, damn it, I, I don't know if I want to go up against this guy. And this is without superstars. Hear me out. Back in the day, it used to be Jim Johnson, Dick LeBeau. Um, I guess nowadays, Brandon State, but I don't know if there's any dominant defensive coordinators now. But, you know, those guys, you, you didn't want to see the Buddy Ryans and things like that. At one point, Dan Quinn was one of those guys, right, with the uh, Legion of Boom. But, but here's what I mean. As a strictly a defensive coordinator, we're seeing now three years of absolute great play. And I know the defense has its holes and things like that, and, I, and, and there's context to it, right? The context is they're not dominating in one fashion except for turnovers. Third downs are pretty good too. But given the context of this team, who he has, the talent, the new players of first year, what he's doing with this defense is exceptional. It's exceptional. And now you got the two play, the two years where they went to the Super Bowl, one they won one, and then you got this year as a strictly defensive coordinator. Dan Quinn needs to start being talked about as one of those DCs, one of those defensive coordinators that every time you go into a game, you're like, damn, no matter who, who they have over there, he's going to dial it up or he's going to get these guys ready to play. No Demarcus Lawrence, no Randy Gregory, no Neville Gallimore. And they went out there and spanked the Atlanta Falcons 43-3. He deserved a game ball. Absolutely deserved it. Um, phone lines are open, 351-999-3787. The Lunatic, I'm going to get to here in a quick second. But I want to get to the first word so you guys can listen to what uh, Micah Parsons and Dak Prescott had to say about the team responding and the whole blueprint thing in regards to Dak Prescott. So stick around for this first word right quick. Dak, you said after the game last week you wanted other teams to defend you guys the way Denver did last week. Yeah. Yeah, they tried that early, and I think, um, as, as I said last week, the reason I wanted it is because we didn't play a good game. And if they think that was the, the recipe uh, for success against us, then um, good luck to them. Uh, we know what we're capable of, and I think uh, last week was – uh, something something we needed in the sense of just refocusing, recentering, and realizing uh, this is the NFL and it's tough, and you've got you've got to earn it each and every day at practice, and then you've got to come out on Sundays and, and earn it again. And I mean, it's it's in a big way. Uh, you know, I don't think one game will ever define you. So the fact that we was able to bounce back and be dominant that should put everybody on notice that you know I don't want to use my bad language out here, but we don't want to be f with right now. You feel me? So, I feel you, Michael. I feel you. No, you're right. We are at that point where I feel like teams have to be looking at the Cowboys like, man, yeah, we, they ain't one to be after it. The Broncos got one out on us, but look what happened the next week, right? The Broncos must have been us the previous week where they thought, oh, we beat the Dallas Cowboys. We're about to go in here and whoop on the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. <laughs> hey, like he said, good luck. If you want to roll in each week playing man-to-man against these receivers and that Dak Prescott, good luck. And we'll talk about how it's not really working because the ground game hasn't been spectacular, but the Cowboys are 3-1 over the last four games. And in those four games, the ground game has not been the dominant fashion that it was the first uh, five games of the year. It has been. All right, let's get into the phone lines, the lunatic. What's up, good brother? Hi, Cowboys Nation. Buenos dias. Now, did we not say any given Sunday 
Indeed. Well, any given Sunday for the for the Falcons, for us, we were supposed to go in there and whoop that butt. That was, I mean, versus Denver, that was our Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. good teams, good teams bounce back. And what a statement game. If you think about it, we won our game without two of our top four players in T. Smith and D-Law out. That's one way you rally. That's what, as Dak said, they had a bad taste in their mouth for a week. They wanted to come out and show that was the exception, not the rule. So, yeah, blueprint might yeah. behind. As Micah said, right now we want to tell the NFL we don't want to be somebody to fit with. And, yeah, they're showing it. Yeah. And yeah. shout out again. Two week, back-to-back weeks blocked punts. We forgot the one about Denver because we were like, what the hell is that rule? Well, the one that touched it, Nashawn Wright, he not only said, I not only touched it behind the line of scrimmage, I touched it in the end zone for that touchdown. That was great to see. Yeah, that was pretty cool that, that he he's, he's the one that muffed it. They call it a muff, whatever. And then the next week, I mean, you got to love the NFL and how that happens. And shout out to Bones, right? Bones Fossil was kind of wacky at the beginning of the game, year, and I think he's he settled down. And I felt like when I was watching the game with Nick and we were up, was it 28 to, to three, had him backed up. I said, hell, go for the block right here. Who cares if you if you hit them and, they, and you get a penalty, whatever. First down, they're on the 15-yard line. Who gives a damn? All right, like you're blowing them out. This is the time to go for it. And boy, did they ever. And uh, that's pretty exciting. Exactly. And Dorrance Armstrong, the quote last week was, I'm hella excited. I'm hella great opportunity. Yeah. And we're thinking Jerry's favorite player needs to step up. One second. Who blocked the punt? Dorrance Armstrong. Yep. So, hey, hella week, Dorrance. Great job. Everybody st- stepped up. We'll talk about the issues. Yes. When you don't have any issues, it's at wasn't, the end of the season. It wasn't too many issues yesterday. <laughs> really hard to argue about anything yesterday. Well, those holding calls are still – one of them was negated because of that. Oh, but that third quarter. like I said, we'll, we'll deal with that later. Right now, it's a great job, great coming together. Shout out to McCarthy on Friday with that player bingo. He said, hey, we needed, we needed this. What was it? Your number got selected. You go up in front of everybody, tell somebody about themselves. They know it's that brotherhood. Yeah. Because he knew, he knew that, hey, we needed 87 players in Green Bay. We're going to need them again this year because you never know, and that brought the team together, and it showed on Sunday. So, Cowboys Nation, enjoy the highs and lows of the NFL. We just saw them in back-to-back weeks. Now let's get ready. Let's refocus and get ready for Patty Mahomes and another statement game against the Kansas City Chiefs because no matter what, they're still the Chiefs. Yeah, next week is definitely would be a statement game for sure. Hey, appreciate you, the lunatic, as always, good brother. That's right, and yeah, haters keep calling me and texting me because now we're still them seven still and two boys. boys. Cowboys two. Nation, go Cowboys, and always puro pinche Cowboys. My man, appreciate you, dog. Yeah, yeah, man. We we've heard Mike McCarthy talk about the seventy-seven player thing a lot, and I am I am with him one hundred percent. You you need everyone, and I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not looking around the league. I don't know what other teams are doing. But I know this team is buying into that 77-player thing. They just are because the Cowboys have played something of like over 30 players on defense. 
Offense, not as much because dude, the injuries haven't been as significant. But on defense, they've played over 30-something players. And at one point, um, Dan Quinn, it was, said the, the average for a year is something like 19. And I could be... That could be a higher number, could be lower, but uh, it, it's 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 miraculous. And and again, I don't I don't want to I don't want to act like Dan Quinn is, you know, Buddy Ryan or anything like that. But he absolutely deserves a crap ton of praise, man, ton of it. Uh, Mister Moore, what's up, man? Young Jedi, what's good? What's going on, good brother? Woohoo! <laughs> we put the beach on them Falcons, boy. Boy, boy, did we? Oh my! You know, you know, we 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 uh, we definitely uh, that was definitely uh, if any any bounce back, that was the epitome of bounce back. Yeah, you know, you know, the one the only thing, man, and Quinn got his revenge. You know, you know, I don't, I'm, you know. Them birds, you know, dirty birds. They, 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 they are who they are. They are who we thought they were. So you know, he he got his, he got what he, you know, little pleasure out of beating them, old team. A lot of pleasure, yeah. <laughs> Held them at three points, and before the game started in the pregame show, I had this game as a blowout, but not like that. I had the game thirty-seven to seven or thirty-seven to twenty-one, and they got the thirty-seven points at halftime. I mean, that this was just a an utter dominant performance. Yeah, man, and and just looking forward, just you know, going forward, man, we definitely put the NFL on notice. We did it weeks ago, but officially we put them on notice because everybody thinking that. that 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 oh we're not for real. Oh, it's it's it's, it's uh not that we're not going to do what we you know being the number one defense or in the top five. They thinking like oh that. That, that that was just they're playing bad teams. They're not. Then they didn't really play anybody. Yeah. And, and you know one thing. And when when we and I'm, I'm speaking this out right now. When we do what we did, we are, we're not gonna blow Kansas City like that. But when we beat Kansas City, I want to see what everybody says because you know a, a ball clock is right twice time, two times in the day, and they're going like the talking heads. They're gonna keep saying, oh. Dallas isn't good, uh, this, that, you know, they, you know, they're not a Super Bowl team and all that stuff. They're going to keep saying that. How can and you then until we lost, like we, lost, we lost last week, that was their, that was their time to be right. But now we're going to, we're going to do our thing, man. We're going to do it. This, this, this defense, this Mike, Mike, they should just give him, give him the defensive rookie uh, trophy or the, the, the certificate, whatever. They should give it to him right now because, Boy, 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 special. Micah. Yeah, special. And, and, you know, even looking at it where uh, Tyron is getting up there, but, you know, Slater, when Slater was on, 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 on the board and he was still there, was looking like, okay, well, we may, we may need to even just didn't place someone to, for, for the future of Tyron. But we, we, we made the right choice. We got a third round, and we got a third round from the Eagles. Thank you, Eagles. <laughs> Thank you, Eagles. Well, you know, Sky, you know, just going for it, man, it's, it's, it's going to be wonderful. Uh, I'm just looking forward to it. Me too, dude. Me too, brother. Hey, appreciate the call as always, good brother. All right, take care, bro. Yep. Yeah, I think, so, 
I don't know that this was a statement game. I think this was a bounce back game. I think next week would be a statement victory going into uh, Arrowhead Stadium against that offense. And again, it's going to be real hard not to get ahead of myself today and tomorrow. Really hard because that game is the real game. I thought this, I thought the Falcons were just what they were. We are who we thought, what is it? They are who we thought they were. Very average team. And if they go up against a really good team, can get whooped on. I mean, they just didn't have enough for me, in my opinion. Um, and I think that's what happened there. But I think next week is the real statement game. But I'm going to try to stay here. I'm going to try to stay here. But I already talked myself in a little bit to uh, to the next week's game on the postgame show with Jesse. But I'm going to try to stay here as best I can. Uh, Tony from Tampa. What's up, man? Yo, what up, what up, man? Victory Monday, baby. Yes, sir. What you bring it to the cookout, man? Hey, man, look. Hey, look, the Falcons want no pushover, man. They won three of the last four, man. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, that that was the, that was, when we was talking about what that Falcons fan had came on, and, uh, you know, he was talking about Matt Ryan. It's not true if you hit him in the mouth. I told you, man, uh, yeah, he hit like, that what? boy in the mouth. Yeah, I don't know what he was talking about. He was buffing up Matt Ryan. I'm like, bro, what? You just all you had to do. I kept screaming it. Make him move. If you make a 36 year old Matt Ryan move, he becomes uh, a Tyler Heineke. And honestly, Tyler Heineke might be better than him on a move at this point. So yeah, I, look, you know, yeah, like we ain't been looking at Matt Ryan all these years. Yeah, on. like you know, I he, he was being a fan though. I give him that. You know, Salute I give him his bugs. props. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know, we know Matt Ryan, man. Come on. You know, we hit him in the mouth. You know, when he when the first the first series or whatever, we wasn't hitting him in the mouth. You know, he, he you know he he was he was a little shocked. But then when we start hitting him in the mouth, that boy knees buckled, man. His knees, but he don't want no he don't want none of that. He backed up. He don't want no, and that's all it took. And at the beginning, I think I think what it was was, and I, and I have to go back and watch the actual the the all twenty two tape. But from the rewatch. It looked like Dan was kind of just trying to fill it out. He didn't really know how he wanted to attack him yeah. just quite yet. But man, after that first that second possession, he just unleashed the dogs because, and the turning point in that game, in a way, because I felt like Dallas was going to blow him out anyway, was when they decided to go for it on fourth down. Who do they think yeah. they are? Yeah, fourth yeah. and yeah, seven. They got a little bold on that one. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you the Cowboys? And I think that's what happens when teams play the Dallas Cowboys, right? They realize we can't settle for field goals. So now the pressure without the Cowboys offense had just punted. So even though they just punted, they got a successful stop. Instead of kicking a field goal and going and, you know, being six to seven, the pressure of the Cowboys offense made them make that stupid decision and it backfired. And now you're up 14, three when the Cowboys goes and score. And honestly, once the Cowboys get up like that, you're you're almost about ready to throw oh, yeah, your game plan coming. out the window. Yeah, they coming. Yeah, they coming. Yeah, man, Dak, we got Dak back comfortable back in his groove, man. You know, I just knew, you know, I knew, I knew what time it was, man. I seen the writing on the wall. This time, like I say, man, this our year. I ain't gonna hold you up. Right, but this our year, man. You feel it in your bones, don't you? You you feel it like it's, it's something it's different, something special man. About these boys, man. Something different, man. It's something I, special. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. Yeah, man, you keep doing your thing, man. Shoot, man, I just wanted to holler at you. Appreciate you, Tony. Hey, drive safe, brother. All 
I'm gonna do that. I'm doing. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. People crazy out here, man. I know. Trust me. I, I'm in uh, Dallas now, man. People can't drive down here. But I think being around in the Dallas area just makes this feel even more special. To be honest with y'all, man. Something. So. Yeah, I trained in Rockwall, uh, fucking uh, Dallas. Uh, I, I trained out there, man. That's why I trained that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I do the hazmat and all that, but I trained out there. And, uh, you know, I loved it out there. I ain't going to lie, man. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. They crazy everywhere, man. That's true, man. They crazy everywhere. All right, big dog. I get with you, bro. <laughs> all right, man. Do your thing, man. Yes, sir. Uh, Doug says, I only hope that going for it on fourth down is under control and not an automatic thing. Sometimes you have to kick it. Yeah, yeah. I ain't going to lie to you. I was kind of feeling, I was kind of a little arrogant when they went for it. Again, to go up 21-6, to six, I'm like, do I take the points here? I'm like, nah, screw it, man. We're feeling good. This is The offense is moving. Go for it again. They went for it and then scored a touchdown, went up 21-3. to three. I keep saying six. Went up 21-3. to three. I think what it is, Doug, is that this is who Mike McCarthy is. This is who he is. And, and if you look at the games, a lot of the fourth quarter, I'm sorry, a lot of the fourth down conversions or attempts have been early on in the games. I don't mind that. And really, if you look at Dak Prescott, some of his more riskier throws are early on in the games. If you're going to be risky, if you're going to, if you're going to be tempting, do it early so that you can get it out the way. Um, last week, backfired, right? Backfired. But last week, I thought was just an anomaly. It wasn't That wasn't the Dallas Cowboys. Um, this week, you saw that return. And, and let's give a shout-out to my cousin. I ain't calling my second cousin this week. Yes, last week, he was my second cousin. But this week... Terrence Steele and Lyle Collins for, for the him as well. Both of them played very good games. And y'all know how I do. I try to go back and watch the first watch on the broadcast view. And from the first watch of the broadcast view, they obviously were, were way better than last week. Um, I ex- expected them to be better. I didn't think that the Falcons had a pass rush. Statistically, they didn't. They got back their best pass rusher in Dante Fowler. But it didn't matter. Uh, Steele blanketed them. Uh, Collins blanketed him. It, it, they just couldn't get any pressure on Dak Prescott. Uh, were they perfect? No. But if I had to give them a grade, I'd give them a solid B plus or an A. I mean, they they were good. They gave Dak time. Dak was not sacked at all in this game. Uh, neither was Cooper Rush, for that matter. And they stayed in the game during that time frame. So, Terrence Still, salute to you, brother. You you continue to put on a very good year. And Lyle Collins, salute to you, too. Uh, getting back in the shape of things. And I figured he needed a little bit more time. I mean, he was out of shape. He just was. He looked better in the fourth quarter. You, you can see, though, that he still needs to get all the way there. So let's see what happens next week um, if Tyron Smith doesn't play. We're going to see. And the name of the day, and I'll get back to the phone lines. I'll get to my guy. I think it was Woody was next. The, the name of the day coming out of that game, which is, is going to be funny to say because the Cowboys were up 36-3 when all this was happening. Um, Connor Williams, Connor Williams at the beginning of the game had that play. He got beat on by Grady Jarrett, who's phenomenal. After that, he was, he was solid. And then I don't know what happened in that third quarter, bro. That third quarter was strange. That end of that third quarter was strange. They were just throwing. I think he had three flags on one possession. Now, a couple of them maybe not have been warranted, warranted, but I wonder if, if Parcells or Jimmy or somebody like that, don't give a damn about if they were warranted or not, would have pulled them just to send a message. Um, 
they threw a flag on Connor Williams for falling. Like when you're that, when you're getting targeted that bad, you eventually are going to become a liability. So I wonder if a conversation is being had with the coaching staff about the penalties. Be it probably half of them this year really are just crap calls, but they're calling them on you, brother. Not calling them on nobody else. I mean, they called the chop block on Connor Williams for falling when Terrence Steele hit him at the top. So it's like one of those things where what can go wrong will go wrong with Connor Williams in regards to penalties. In regards to play, it's not like his play has been terrible, but the penalties some point, some point might bite you in the butt. Really hasn't yet, but it's it's something to think about now. And y'all know me. I'm a McGovern guy, and McGovern got the holding. So I wonder if they open up a competition with Connor McGovern and, and Connor Williams. I would. That's just me. But, yeah, the Reaper said the refs were watching him like a hawk. It, it was it was strange. It was frustrating. Game 36-3. to three, What are we doing? He fell. Why are you calling the flag? Let's get this game over with. Then the one holding call that negated the Tony Pollard 20-yard run, it wasn't even a hold. I feel like refs look at the sheets. Okay, who is the most penalized guys on these teams? Connor Williams. Keep your eye on number 52. Any semblance of anything, throw the flag. And I'm telling you, if, if that's going to be the case moving forward, sorry, big fella. Something might have to happen. Is that too much? Is that too much? What's up, Woody? Yes, sir. No, definitely not too much. It's not too much? All is warranted. No, that's all warranted, brother. Uh, Good morning, though. Good morning, Sky. Good morning, Cowboys Nation. Uh, I hope we were all thoroughly entertained by that thrashing we gave. Are you not entertained? (laughs) But I really, you know, the offense is going to do their thing, and I'm happy we have a new dynamic with Michael Gallup because it was there to see, you know, that that his part in this offense, we saw it. You know, a lot of people were saying Cedric Wilson. We see what Cedric Wilson offers, but Michael Gallup, you know, he just has that other gear. He has that other catcher, catching ability. He's able to go up top and make those contested catches, and that's just something that other teams aren't going to be ready for with the other weapons that we have. So it's yeah, and then it allows you to slide CD in the slot, and he eats any the, the touchdown he had was in the slot. And he just eats people up in the slide. It's just it's easy food for him at that point. Um, but I really want to talk about the defense because that is what's just getting me so excited because we've just seen the woes that we've had with previous seasons with this defense. And Trayvon Diggs got another one, dog. He got him another one. It was pretty acrobatic. You can't lie. Bro, he got you know? eight picks, and I think like six of them are, are ridiculous. <laughs> like, bro, how do you catch and that it, as a corner? He's he's just doing amazing things. Um, Brown got him one, you know, bobbled it, but still caught it. Uh, Jay, oh, no, 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 no. He, he didn't bobble it because a bobble seemed like oh, it just hit him in the hands and he. No, no, no. He he had a pass breakup, but amongst the oh, pass yeah. breakup, he tipped it up and stayed focused and caught it. That was the most, the second most impressive interception. And then you had Jordan Lewis, who had another nasty interception. All three of those interceptions. I consider takeaways. They weren't easy gimmies. No, no, not easy gimmies for sure. Uh, but all three starting corners got an interception yesterday. Yep. Just think about that. And we've been waiting for for the defense, honestly, to have a game like this. You know, I didn't know if we were actually going to get a dominating game like this from them. 
but the Falcons are just who they are, and they obviously just couldn't handle what we had yesterday, so we just steamrolled them. Mm-hmm. But it was just nice that the defense was just able to keep pouncing. You know, Micah got him a sack. Dorrance came through the line and got him a sack. The defense is just vibing at an all-time level, and this is without Randy Gregory and D-Law. And yeah. how, how many stats did Tristan Hill get yesterday? Uh, he played quite a bit. He, he had two tackles yesterday. Um, somebody asked me to grade him. I, I can't really grade him. I have to go back and watch the snaps he had, you know, from the, the bird's eye view. But, I mean, he the, the times that I've seen him pop, he looked active. He looked like he was he's played. So, you know, getting that, that juice back, that, that quickness on the interior, I think is only going to help because, you know, not only do you need the bodies, but you need the talent. Right. Uh, and one more thing, and I'm going to get out of here, Sky. I appreciate the time. I appreciate you letting me have this call. Um, I'm excited. I can't – I don't know exactly when D-Law is coming back. You know, he's posting posts, you know, showing that he might be ready. I wish he would have been able to come in this game. That way yeah. he got a little rust off before Kansas City. Um, so, that's just on my mind right now. You know, same KC, in December. you know, they ain't, they, ain't the same, they ain't the same team, but they're still that team. So, you know, that is a statement game, and I'm sure we're going to be ready for it, Cowboys Nation. Let's just re- re- let's enjoy this win today, and let's get ready for Kansas City. Thank you, Sky. Hey, appreciate you, know, you good brother. So so he said vibing at an all-time level. I actually agree with that, and, and Adrian said, you know, let's calm down some. No, you got to – I mean, I might be speaking for you here, Woody, but here's what I get. It's not about that the defense is, is just this dominant, great defense. It's just, it's a defense that is mostly no names. Mostly Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons, right? You don't have these all-star guys, and they are literally vibing together. They are playing as one. We talked about this a while ago, right? You know, one is better than five. There we go. One is better than five. And they're playing that way. It's kind of like a zone defense in, in basketball. Everybody's moving together. Everybody's playing their role. Dan Quinn has guys like J-Ron Curse, you know, playing above his talent level. Carlos Watkins, Dorrance Armstrong stepped up today. You know, Michael Parsons is, and I'm, and I'm going to say this, and I'll talk about it later, but Michael Parsons is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Anthony Brown is having a career year. That's not by accident to me. I, I think Dan Quinn is doing something with this defense that is special. Maybe not statistically besides the turnovers, but I'm, I'm, I really cannot recall, and this is even going back to the Romo era post-2009 or 2009, because 2014 on up, I don't recall a defense playing like this, this, leading the, you know, playing this well and leading the league in turnovers, holding dudes at three points, um, going on a road against the Vi- I don't recall that with no names. No name. So I I think that 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 Dan is doing something special uh with this group. Can he finish it? Now that that was the big thing with Dan Quinn in Atlanta. He's not he was never able to finish things. And honestly, he did a few good things in Atlanta with some guys that weren't looked at as all pros or anything like that either. When they went to the Super Bowl and what have you. Granted, great offense that year, but he did some things with some guys. Um and he's gonna get back Randy Gregory. He's gonna get back D Law. Neville Gallimore, Brent Urban. Now, Brent Urban's not a star or anything like that, but he's going to get back good bodies and great bodies in regards to D-Law and Randy Gregory. So it may not be special in regards statistically right now. Good thing is you got eight games left plus the postseason. 
all you got to do is be special in the postseason. Ask the uh, the uh, New York Giants. Let me get O'Head up in here, and then I'm gonna get Doc because Doc was on. He, Doc was at the game yesterday, man. So I definitely gotta talk to Doc. What's up, though, O'Head? Brother, how are you this morning? Oh man, doing great, man. What you bringing to the cookout? Hi, right, man. I tell you what, uh, you know, the 24-hour rule is in effect. It works both ways. You know, when you're high, you're high, and you get over it, and you get back to work. When you're low. You're low and you get over it and you get back to work. It's just so rare that we have both extremes in a two-week period because it couldn't have gotten much worse against Denver and it couldn't have gotten much better unless yesterday happened to be the Super Bowl um, <laughs> and then you get back to work. But the the important thing is the the guys began to see, and I think, I think the thing that somebody said yesterday during the broadcast, it may have been you and, and – and, um, you guys at halftime, or one of you said, you know, the guys are starting to play like they love each other, like they care about each other, and they, they watch each other's back. Heck, uh, Leighton Vander Esch almost had a pick yesterday. If you remember when he dropped back into that short zone and, and the, the ball just went right off his hands and he just looked like, damn, I could have been part of that, you know? Mm. Um, everybody was contributing. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong was out of his mind yesterday but you said something <clears throat> you said something earlier and i'm not going to bring any negativity you 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 taught me that mondays are for positivity and i'm going to stick with that but you said something earlier you say what you say what you got to say that i've been wanting to that i've been well i, I you know i'm listening to the youngster because you you are a very wise the man only, and, the only time i said about the negative stuff because you brought injuries not, to the quarterback I'm position that 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 I wasn't going to let you bring that vibe. But if you got some something you reminded that reminded me, but oh, head, if you got something from the game a, that that was negative that you want to talk about, we can talk about it. But let's not bring well, up random that, injuries. You've already brought it up. You've already mentioned it, and it's Connor Williams. Sure, yeah, um, that's something to talk about. Yeah. The thing that bothers me is this: my suggestion, if I was the O line, you know, O line guy, if I was the O line guru, when when Tyron gets back. And this is, and a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but you know, it's it's going back to Tony Wise putting the best five on the field, and uh, we have a we have a, maybe a disagreement with McGovern. I've always wanted him in there and not Connor. But who, who, if it's me, who has a I'm disagreement? Moving, I'm moving, I'm moving Steele back to the right. I'm putting Tyron back on the left, and I'm moving LC to left guard. Wait, wait, wait. That's, Who has a disagreement with McGovern? No, no, no. I meant, I meant as far as, you know, you and I agree that I'd rather see McGovern in there yeah, right yeah. now than, than Williams. But McGovern, well, they have I, I'd rather see some competition. But yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think that, I think that Williams has had enough time. And like you said, once he has a target on his back, um, you know, that things are going to start happening to him that shouldn't start happening. But the referees, and you, you may agree with me on this over the years, the referees have a way of making things even out. When they realize that they done screwed the pooch on a call like that chop block call against Williams and Steele. And if you remember on the very next, maybe the very next series or one series later, uh, the Raiders – got a chop block call you mean the Falcons? and I didn't see it 
I mean, I'm sorry, the Falcons. I was, I'm thinking about, I'm still thinking about the Chiefs last night. Yeah. Uh, but the Raiders, I mean, the Falcons did it again. Uh, got a chop bot call that may or may not have been legitimate, but they had a way of evening things out. And by that time, we're so far ahead. Man, yeah, they really ain't even not- jack out. The game was over. You know, that's terrible calls, terrible yeah, calls. They're, they're referees. Out of their mind. Yeah. But I mean, you know, all three of our starting corners, counting counting uh, Jordan, uh, you know, get a pick. I love you mentioned uh, the the old good old high school tip drill that Anthony Brown brought out sure. that he probably hadn't had to do since high school, but yesterday it paid off for him because it got his pick, you know, keeping that ball active. And and then Leighton and a couple of others getting their hands, almost getting their hands on one, and I'm glad that Diggs got his hands on one. But my main concern is, yeah, what's your main you know, final once concern? The hours, once the 24 hours is over with, we got to get back to looking at the Chiefs because they woke up last night and they they – wound up once they finally got rolling, you know, they they beat the tar out of the Raiders. Yeah. And Mahomes is now focused on on us. And next week may be the may be the defining game of the year. I think that uh, you know, we need to we need to focus on the O line, getting it in the best situation possible. We know we've got backup. I just think that L C needs to be in there at guard while we have, you know, uh we have the two tackles. And if that's not going to work, then getting our man uh, McGovern some some more time because Connor Williams can play fullback just like any other big guy. Uh, and, the and fullback better. package isn't really it's just a it's a fun package, but yeah, I know. But it it goes back to William, you know, the refrigerator Perry. And one of these days they're going to hand off two. I'm surprised they haven't tried to slip him out in the flat and let him catch one like. Um, who was it that used to do that all the time for New England? Was it Brewski? Brewski. But hey, man, let me get back. Touchdowns. Let me get back into the lines, man. We're gonna keep, need to get we're back. keep talking Listen, into the I'm, circles. I'm on, your, I'm on the game with you as far as being positive today, but you had said a couple of things that I've been thinking about, so I just wanted to contribute. I let you go. I enjoyed your broadcast yesterday. Tell Jesse he's the man, and uh, I will I will holler at you tomorrow. I tell my man Tony in Tampa, hello, and all the other guys, and we'll see you later. All right, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Doc, what's going on, Doc? Hey, uh, I met Doc for the first time, man, yesterday. It was awesome, him and his family. What's going on, good brother? Good morning, Skywalker. How you feeling this morning? Oh, I am good, man. What you bringing to the cookout? Let me just tell you right now, man, it's blessings, <laughs> blessings all the way around, baby. All right, let's say that out loud. Yes, indeed. We have a new terminology, we have a new terminology on uh, Victory Monday. Sure. I want to add to Cowboy Nation. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Who's next? That is the mantra we're going to use every time we have a Victory Monday. Oh, that's Goldberg Who's saying. Next? Who's next? Yes. Who's next? Since we he played for the, uh, the uh, Georgia team. He we played for the Falcons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he played for the Falcons. So we might well turn his nice analogy towards us. Who's next? We're coming, Kansas City. Patty's next. we coming. There you go. they next. We're coming to see you next week. Be prepared. And the running game will be alive in that game. Mm. But I, I digress before I'm speaking in the future terms. Well, let me we'll get there. We'll get there early this week, I think. Say again? We'll get to the, we'll, we'll get to the Kansas City game, I think, early this week because there's going to be a lot to talk about. That's correct. I just want to make sure Cowboy Nation is having a blessed time. It's been a long time since I felt like this. 
And today of all days is the day. I was born in 1969. So thank you guys for having my family with you. We took pictures and had a blast. It was fun. And I enjoyed the win. I appreciate you bringing your family, man, and hopefully we see you guys again, for real. No doubt. So, Skywalker, what do you think about the offensive line this morning? Uh, I, I don't have many complaints except the Connor Williams penalties. Uh, you know, that's that's something that's continuing to be a concern. It's been a concern all year. And, again, my what I would like to do is open up a competition with, or at least put some fire under his butt with Connor McGovern. Uh, the, the talk has been – LC to guard for a long time, but but I thought LC got it, is getting it together at right tackle. I I'm a firm believer, you know, that LC is our right tackle. Um, but if they want to, if they want to keep Terrence Steele at right tackle, I'm not benching Connor. Or I'm sorry, I'm not benching. Uh, if they want to keep Terrence Steele at right tackle, I'm not benching Lyle Collins. There's so many moving parts. Two Connors, <laughs> two TS. It's just a lot of moving yeah, parts. Exactly. But so if yeah. that's their thinking, if their thinking is we want Steele at right tackle, he's not going to be our swing guy, then damn it, you better put LC at guard because I'm not benching him. He's too he has too much talent to just sit on the bench because you want to put Terrence Steele at right tackle. So it's um I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I think they have a lot of options, some good options. You can throw McGovern in there, you can you can make Steele your swing. We got to remember swings are very important on this team. So it's a lot that they can do. But we also have to remember this team just put up 43 points with exactly. that said liability. So I don't think they're pressed right now. You know, I think it's going to take no. something drastic for that move to happen. Just trying to think like the Cowboys. Because they're probably like, what? We put up 36 points without him. Or not without yeah, him, but with him bad. being in there. Yeah, exactly. And I think college is just not getting his footing at the right tackle where he belongs for now. We, uh, yeah. we should stop moving people around. To he is getting Connor is going yeah. to play better. Connor is going to play better. We're going to speak this into existence. He do not want to lose that position. Who would? This is a Super Bowl winning team that you're starting for. You know he don't want to let that go. I wouldn't, would you? I mean, he cannot want it, but if he don't, if he don't stop having these dang on penalties, something something has to happen, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. like his his technically his play – has not been bad. It hasn't been his play. Is it getting pushed? They all get pushed. They all, you know, it's really been the penalties. And at some point, man, you can't keep giving 10 yards is a lot. And and he's already about to break the season high from last year. And there's eight games left. So I would put wow. him on notice, man. I would. I mean, I'm pretty sure he is on notice because numbers never lie. The big guy in the sky never lies and number never lies as well. So eight. I'm, I, we in total agreement. But McGovern is a right guard. He's not a left guard. That's why they've always put him behind the the, the, the head of command over there. Well, so they, he, put him, they put him. They put him. They put him over there because because Martin got hurt. You know, Connor Williams right. hasn't been hurt yet. He played all the snaps last year, and he played all the snaps this year. And in in McGovern's rookie year, he was. Is McGovern's third year? I think it's his third year. In McGovern's rookie year, he was. It was a redshirt season, so McGovern has never had the opportunity to play over there due to injury. If Connor Williams gets banged up, I'm almost. I can almost guarantee you they're going to put Connor McGovern at left guard. Right. Listen, I don't want to take up too much of your time, because we'll keep going. Because I was going to jump on the defense right quick. I just want to say that the picks were beautiful, but I always watch the defensive line because that's where my son plays in the interior. Okay. And I'm telling you, Tristan Hill. 
My sons don't believe me. I keep saying this over and over again. Remember Tristan Hill. Remember the name. He's going to start flashing. Trust me. Flashed a little bit yesterday, man. He did. I mean, he popped on the screen from the broadcast view that I saw. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more throughout the week, but as soon as he starts getting his footing back, that's going to be a great, a really good addition. Maybe not great, but a really good addition. I think so, too. We're totally in agreement here. Now, listen, I don't want to hold you. So, God bless you guys. Man, we had a fantastic time. Felt like family was family. And uh, best birthday I ever had. Hey, man, that's dope. All man. right? That's dope. Appreciate you, Doc. No doubt. Play our song now. Play our song. I, oh, I'm going to play it before we get up out of here. You already know. <laughs> we still right, the boys. Thanks, sir. All right, I'm going to get to north of the star, and then we're going to hit the cookout, man, so you better get y'all cups, y'all plates, and get ready. What up, North? Not much, Scott. You know, we were levitating yesterday. I, Cowboys, big win, and, I'm you know, I play fantasy. So three teams, Dak and CD on two, and Dak and Zeke on the other one. So, you know, it was just a good day all around. Yeah. Yeah, so I – Yesterday was just good. CD back to the slot like we were talking last week. I think it just gives that, that security ba- blanket on those little first down throws, and it just helps him keep in rhythm, I think. It's just, like, beautiful. And then I always say CD is our best red zone option. He's kind of that go-get-the-ball kind of receiver like Dez was. Jeez. Gallup can do it, too, yeah, but I'm I think CD. <laughs> I'm about I, to say, bro. Gallup can do that, man. No, Gallup can do it. I'm just, you know, we don't know how long Gallup, but I think CD is the, the red zone guy for this team. There's options. I think you can That's just a good do, thing. Yeah. And then what else? Sorry. I was so ready, and then I blanked as I got on you. <laughs> That's all I good. got on you. I know we were scrapping the blueprint, and uh, to be real, there is no blueprint because our offense, uh, we, we can answer so many game plans. But anytime the team wants to play a good offense, they are going to try and run the ball. It's just there's not many teams that want to play that kind of football right now. So that's why we don't really have to worry. Who's really going to test us? That way. Green Bay, maybe right now with A.J. Dillon, they're kind of seeing him as a power guy. So him and Aaron Rodgers, they might give you trouble. But other than that, you look at our schedule, no one's really going to test us that way. And also, we don't have D-Law, and I think he's, he makes a huge difference to this run. Oh, so it's really going to be – You're talking about the blueprint defensively? Like, well, like teams... to be real, the, the, the only blueprint or the way that a team's going to come here and frustrate Dallas or any good offense is keep the offense on the sideline and run the ball, kill the clock. That's the only way people are going to be able to do it. Right, and not not every team is equipped. That's why at the beginning, in the pregame show, my, my whole thing was get to Matt Ryan. I did not fear Cordell Patterson or Mike Davis in, on the ground game. I felt like you had to tackle. As long as you tackle, you're cool because they're, they're not a good running team. So my thing was if you get to Matt Ryan, he can't get to Cordell Patterson, those mismatches. He can't get to Kyle Pitts and things like that. So it's a week-to-week thing because last week, they had. That's why I said technically, if you want to talk about a blueprint, it wasn't what teams what the Broncos did to the Cowboys' uh, offense. It's what the Broncos' offense did to the Cowboys' defense. And the reason why that's a blueprint is because that's been out for the last two years. That's not new. You get some movement going, and if you can run the ball downhill and attack the edges, you can have some success. But not every team can do it, right? Um, you'll run into the playoffs where that that can be a possibility. But we got a long ways to go. For that, and, and and I think this defense is going to continue to get better because they'll get good players back. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and then Cowboys, the only one I see, like I could see it next uh, Thursday, or sorry, a week Thursday, the Raiders on a short week, 
they want to play like with Josh Jacobs. They do want to play that power running. So it'll be a good test after a short week after playing KC and what should be high flying this Sunday. We'll see. I think that'll be a good test for this defense to see if they can uh, stop the run. Yeah, this is this this month is I think a really good month for the Cowboys to show that you know they are elite, they are worthy type of thing because these all these teams are not bad. Atlanta's not a bad team; they're mediocre. Uh, Kansas City is Kansas City. Oakland's on a bit of a slide, but that's not a bad team either. So you can come out of this this week or this month three and one. So that's a victory to me, man. Yeah. And I love your tweet yesterday because that tweet about Patrick Holmes, just five TDs before playing the Cowboys, this is just going to be uh, a real Super Bowl feel, like playoff atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's I'm not, and you were saying, we really matched up well against Atlanta. That's why I'm kind of not even 24 hours. I'm already like, okay, I know. It's, KC, it's I, so I just, hard. It's so hard to stay here because I thought the Cowboys would, would, would just dominate them. I didn't think it would be in this fashion. And then we're looking ahead and seeing what Kansas City did yesterday. It's really hard to not look ahead. So, I, hey, I ain't mad at you, man. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk later in the week about this. For sure. Have a good day, Sky. I'm going to get back to work. All right, brother. All right, man. You guys on the phone lines, hold tight. Eventually, I'm going to lock these things up because it's they're getting full here. But it's about that time, man. Hit that cookout. See who made the grown folk table because – we got a couple first timers, couple yeah, a couple first timers at that grown folk table. So kick on back, yeah, I mean, get ready, and then you gotta let me know who you guys believe uh, should be at the grown folk table as well. In fact, let me let me get this out the way. Boom! All right, man, here we go. The old heads gotta get the they get the beats first. And after the old heads get the beat, eventually they give it to the to the young bucks. Hey, hey, who at your grown folk table, man? Oh, yeah, Jordan Lewis definitely at the Grown Folk Table. You guys already know. In fact, he is the head of the Grown Folk Table today. Jay Lou targeted five times, one reception, zero yards, three pass breakups, one pick. Some would say this was Jordan Lewis's career game. I am some. I agree. I think this was his best game, at least his best game since the Saints victory a couple years ago, three years ago, when he locked up Alvin Kamara. And I said this during the broadcast. Getting the defense to perform the way they performed was massive for their confidence moving forward against Patrick Mahomes. It's my belief. Also, Michael Parsons, he ain't new. He ain't new to the grown folk table. Michael been here a few times. Six tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, a QB hit, four credited stops. Six sacks on the year as a part-time pass rusher. 
with eight games to go. I think it's safe to say he's going to get double-digit sacks, right? I think it's safe to say. And one one of one aspect that is kind of being overlooked because he hasn't had a pick or anything like that, but Michael looks much more comfortable in coverage as a linebacker. And we talked about he has the ability, he has the mental aptitude, he has the the physical ability to do it. He just didn't have the experience. And when you're inexperienced, you can get got. If he starts becoming a cover backer, listen, man, I'm going to stand 10 toes down on this. 10 toes down. Micah Parsons will win a Defensive Player of the Year award while he's on his rookie contract. Screenshot it, take a picture, write it down. Don't matter. I think Michael wins Defensive Player of the Year during his rookie contract, straight up. He's been that good. Dorrance Armstrong absolutely deserves to be at this grown folk table. He actually made history today, y'all, or on Sunday. He became the first player in Cowboys history to block a punt and record a sack in the same game. The last player to do that was Terrell Basham in the NFL. He's on the Cowboys now. And that was in 2019. Uh, We asked for guys to step up, raise their level of play. No Randy Gregory, no Demarcus Lawrence. Who was going to raise their level of play? It was Dorrance Armstrong. Going to need that again next week and the next week until you get Randy Gregory back or D-Law. These guys are just going to have to play above their expectation. Do I expect Dorrance Armstrong to block a punt and get a sack every game? No. But he's going to have to play to that level with D-Law out and Randy out, and he did that. So he deserves a seat at the grown folk table with the curls, the curly jones in his head. Uh, I decided to put C.D. Lamb up here instead of Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs had a good game, by the way. Obviously, with the pick, was amazing. C.D. Lamb, six receptions, 94 yards, two tutties. He's on pace for 800 yards, six touchdowns. I'm sorry, not on pace. Currently, he has about 800 yards, six touchdowns, and has been an absolute cannon in one-on-one coverage. Now, I did tussle with putting him up there or putting Anthony Brown up there. But I decided I had to put somebody on offense. You don't score 43 and 36 of it came from your offense, right, without putting... Somebody up there, so I decided to put C.D. Lamb. Who y'all got up here? I see some folks saying Anthony Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm not mad at that at all. A.B. can be up there for sure. Who else y'all got up here? Uh, TC95 says Lewis, Steele, and Micah. Yeah, Steele was much better in this game. Much better in this game. And I think he has a bright future with the Cowboys. Dan Quinn needs to be at, listen, listen, Dan Quinn ain't at the table. No, 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 no. Dan Quinn cooking. He cooking right now. He at the grill, right? Dan Quinn, he he's the one who put the grown folk table together. Dan Quinn deserved that game ball. He, he deserved to be the grill master. Yeah, there you go, Brandon. He's the grill master. Uh, Captain America said that AB is having a career year. Yes. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think bringing somebody like Dan Quinn on board, Joe Witt Jr., I think those guys have helped A.B. tremendously, and his confidence is just on a different level. And if you want to be real, and this is really not as far-fetched as you think, 
Yeah, Trayvon Diggs, Apex, all that stuff. But from a consistency basis, AB might be our most consistent cornerback this year. For real. Consistent. I'm not saying he's the best, but he's been extremely consistent. All right, let's hop back into the phone lines, man. Let's get to uh, Jacob. You've been on hold. What's up, Jacob? What up, Scott? Good morning, brother. Good morning, man. How are you? Hey, man. Hey, I'm doing great, man. Hey, um, real quick, I wanted to tell you, uh, I'm going to invite one specific person to this barbecue that he has. I don't think we ever mentioned his name, if that's okay. Who you got? But Will, Will McClay, man. And let me tell you why. He found J. Ron Curse. Uncle Will. He found... Yeah, he he found Will, he found J. Ron uh, Curse. He found Terrell Basham. He found these players from coming from other teams that we were like, who, what, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's just rotational player, and then all of a sudden, it's like, man, he's making a difference on this defense. Like, I don't remember seeing Demonte Casey yesterday because we saw a lot of Curse and uh, Donovan Wilson, you know? Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, Anthony Brown. Like, we we know we know Anthony Brown is um. You know, I don't know if you know, but there's only about eight players that have the same amount of interceptions as him, and he's actually number three out of those eight players. Are you talking um, about this year? Yeah, and this year. So, yeah, he's so got three Trayvon picks. has eight. Yeah, Trayvon has eight. He leads the league. And then it's it's Bayard and J.C. Jackson from the Patriots. They have like five. Five, yeah. And then, it's, and then it's Anthony Brown with four. But he, he has Anthony Brown like a list of like seven of the players with four interceptions, but Anthony Brown's the only one. With those four interceptions, I, that I, has a, a pick six. I think he has, I think he has three, brother. Or three? Is it three? I think yeah. I read that wrong. Then. I mean, okay. I could well, be wrong, be but but I don't recall four. But hey, I could be wrong. You might have four. I just, I just. I, I thought I read. Three. I thought I read four. I don't know. I could be wrong yes. too. But I was just trying to read it up in a hurry. But but yeah, man. Um, I, I thought that was pretty impressive because in the beginning of the year, we all wanted Anthony Brown off the ship. You know, we all wanted yeah. him out. You know, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I just I just yeah, thought that, that that was that was pretty cool, you know. No, for sure. But I want to get back to what you said about about um a Will McClay, because don't gloss over that. That's a that's a great point, man. I think that Will McClay has one of the toughest jobs in the NFL. You might say, "What do you mean, man? He's got a cushy cushy job, man. He's working for the Joneses. If everything goes wrong, he doesn't get you know blamed for it. Um, when things go right, by diehards, he gets the credit." But here's why it's a tough job. Will McClay yeah. is being told, hey, find me cheap labor all the time. Not like, hey, you know, yeah, we'll look at this tier of, of, of cheap labor, but we really want to look at this mid-tier to high-tier guys that we want to sign. A lot of teams, the Rams and things like that, the Bucks, they'll go get these high-tier guys and, and they'll pay whatever they got to pay or they'll finesse it. Will McClay is not asked to do that. Stephen Jones is yeah. not paying more than a certain amount. And that's every offseason. So he's going to Will McClay saying, hey, this is what we have. You, this is the threshold, $2.5 million or whatever, right? Don't go above this. So find me guys that can come in under that. You know how hard that is to find guys yeah. that, that can come in and contribute and be starters and things yeah. like that? That's hard. That's hard. And Will McClay that's, does it better than I think anyone in the league. Yep, exactly. And that that's we don't just give that man enough credit. I mean, during draft time we do, but you know, around this time we don't. So that's, um, I was going to, uh, one more thing, man, before I let you go. What's up with Russell Gage wanting to fight Jay Lou at the end of the game? I don't know if y'all saw that. 
No, I didn't see that. I mean, when you get spanked 46-3 or whatever it was, 40, yeah, you know, they're, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But that's all I really got, man. I just want to say, drop in and say what's up and put some sense in there. But, all right, Scott, I'll let you go, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, let's Appreciate get my guy James in the building. What's up, man? Oh, 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 it feels so good. <laughs> oh, Cowboys Monday. Victory Monday, yeah. shout out, Day to Z Nation, Cowboys Nation. What's up, right? Mm. I'm good, man. Everything just tastes better when you win like that. Oh, man. Hold on, Scott. Hold on, Scott. Hold on, Scott. So, uh, first off, we've been talking about Jay Lou. Jay, first, Jay Lou, we got to give him hand claps. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? What a performance. He turned up in the game. Uh, and had literally, he had four plays in a row of pass breakups, tackles without, in, at tackle at the point of attack without giving up any additional yards. That was like the second quarter or something like that. I mean, he just turned up, and after that, the defense just started rolling. Oh, my goodness, you yeah. know. But the person I really want to shout out, Nation Wright, number 25. Hey. If if the football guys are real, they showed it yesterday, man. Yeah. You know, because we, we know what happened last week. We know what happened last week. The fluky punt play. You know what I'm saying? My guy was out there just trying to make a play. And, you know, things just – the football guys took away that time. You know what I'm saying? Well, yesterday, they gave it back to him. Oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? Murphy Law, Murphy must have been out of town. I don't know what they they was in town. They had a family reunion. They had a conference, convocation. Somebody graduated a birthday funeral. Boy, they was all in Dallas last week. I don't know what it was this week. You know what I'm saying? And we're glad we need them to stay up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, I, I just gotta get I gotta get that shout out to him. Gotta get that shout out. To him, you know. But um, but uh, so what's your thoughts on the, what's your thoughts on this Connor Williams thing, man? You know, oh. tell, where you at with that? It, it's again. I, I think they should light a fire under his butt. I, again, I am not, and I want to make sure I make this clear. I am not disappointed in Connor Williams' actual play. It's the penalties. I don't think his play has been mm. egregious or anything like that. Like the fans get crazy with it. If you want to replace Connor Williams, I told you I would. I want to see McGovern kind of kind of push him a little bit. Um, but but I, I can't sit here and just continue to ignore the penalties, even if I believe some of these penalties are dumb. And, and they're crap, they're BS, right? It's the fact that I think there is a target now on your back because you go into the game. It's no, it's no different. It's no different in the NBA, right? When you go and play, when you're a referee and you're going up against a, a you're coaching or you're refing Shaq or you're refing uh, Dennis Rodman, right? If you're refing Shaq, you know, mm. a they're going to be hacking Shaq, so we got to call these. Or sometimes I let him play through it. Or if you're Dennis Rodman, you know he's going to be physical. So whenever you see something, you got to call a foul. I think we're getting to that point with Connor Williams. If it looks like a duck, if it sounds like a duck, it's a duck to them. So they're going to throw the flag. Quack. You know what I'm saying? So if, if, if that's the case, I can't, I can't allow you to now become a liability uh, with penalties. So I, I don't know what they do with them. I say light a fire under his ass. I don't know if that's, if that's threatening to bench him or whatever. I, I know coaches would do that. Um, but he got eight games left. If he if he cleans it up, cool. But I'm not going to ignore it anymore. I can't. I cannot ignore that you you just continue to get. And it's not even like it's one penalty a game. 
Like Connor Williams, when he gets a penalty, it's usually three or four. Yeah. Whether they're warranted or not. So that's my thoughts on it. I I think if Connor Williams didn't get so many penalties, we wouldn't be complaining this year. He's getting too many penalties, man. So you got to do something about it. So here's here's my take on it. All year, he's been that consistent player, right? Yeah. So if they haven't switched him, if they haven't benched him or moved him or put somebody else in that spot yet, because like two weeks ago, we was all up on what they're going to do with Lyle. What are we going to put Lyle? Oh, we need to put him in Conway's spot. And they, they kept him there. That tells me the coaches see something in his game that is irreplaceable with putting in another player like a, a Connor McGovern, even a, a, a Lyle Collins. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So my baseline with that is Cowboys Nation, Trust your coaching staff. What's our uh, offensive line coach name? Uh, Joe Philbin. Philbin. Yeah. Trust Philbin. He knows what he's doing, guys. Okay? All right? Now, yes, he's given us penalties. Hopefully they don't come in a crucial moment, you know. But if they're keeping him out there, that means everybody behind him does not replace the good that he's putting on the field. You know, same goes with Anthony Brown. I mean, we're early in the season. I was on that train. I was on that train. But now we see when you put, you try to sub in a Kennedy, you try to sub in a Nation Wright, even a boss man fat, they cannot replace the good that these players are putting out, even when we measure it against that player's own bad. You know, yeah, the coaches, so the coaches, the coaches in the front off. I mean, coaches, everyone really. They really haven't given you anything to not trust them this year. They've been hitting on all the right buttons. Now, last week was the first time where we thought maybe they pressed the wrong button when they put Terrence Steele at left tackle. But Terrence Steele, he looked much better. And I know the competition. And, again, I always try to say just just watch the player. and Watch his movement. Watch, watch his consistency. It, it looked from first view that Terrence Steele and, and Lyle Collins were both way more consistent down in, down out uh, than they were last week. So, it looks like they did hit the right button again. So you're right. I, I I just I'm just going to trust what the coaches say right now and do. But I'm not going to act like it's not in the back of my head that you know Connor, bro, like you're the only one on this this front line that continues to rack up multiple penalties a game. That's that that's concerning. But hey, you know what? Hey, the the medicine don't feel the the medicine don't taste as bad when it comes with a when a Cowboys victory. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's so, funny. You know, I got to sign it off, right? But, but, yeah. But, but Come go, on. go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you go. I'll let you go, and I'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah, man. Hey, so you know we here. If you are in the chat right now, YouTube, hit that like button, and then go over Facebook, so follow, hit the follow button, because you know what we're doing. we getting the best football Dallas Cowboys coverage pre-game, post-game, in-game, right here, and it's the place to be. Skywalker still A to Z, baby. Let's go. My man James with the bars. Appreciate you, brother. Always with the bars, man. Hey, it's... Here's the interesting thing. I always kind of got to chuckle about it, yo. This is how how spoiled, not necessarily spoiled, but how good the Cowboys are. We're talking about the left guard before it was the center. By the way... Clap to, to Tyler Biotis. I haven't had to talk about Tyler Biotis in a lot of weeks. 
But we're talking about the guard. And this happened before earlier in, in the season where your team put up 30-something points. Absolutely dominant. But I, but I get it, right? Like, we're, we're trying to look long-term and how to be better even when you're winning type thing. But that just goes to show you how good this Cowboys offense is. Um, we're greedy. I admit it. I think I, I think I try not to be greedy. I try to be understanding and things like that. But at the end of the day, if I was trying to get McGovern in there, that's technically being greedy, right? If you're trying to get LC in there, that's that's being greedy. It is what it is. Um, but this Cowboys team is is top two or three, was number one till last week, in scoring with this said bum player that a lot of people say is a bum. So it's, it's uh, strange. And again, Go look on the other side. We talked about Jalen Mayfield, I think is his name over there with Atlanta. They would love to have Connor Williams. A lot of y'all black here take him, but I'm just saying, that's how crazy this league is and how scarce quality linemen are. And at the end of the day, he's quality enough to start probably for 20 teams in this league. I'm not lying to y'all. That's that's not a that's not a stretch. That just goes to show you how bad this team is or how bad offensive line play is in the league. Um, I think what Cowboys Nation is looking at is that well we got options we got potential options to be better can lc be better over there can Connor mcgovern be better over there you won't know till you see it my guy Vach in the building i see some people saying what up Vach? shout out to my bro that's 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 fam now man that's i told y'all man good dude good peoples he sent over a Vach raid yesterday during our halftime show that was fun and uh, I had to shout him out there. So, salute to my boy. What's up, bro? All right, let's get back into the phone lines. Going to lock these things up. We're going to finish these phones, and then we're going to get up out of here. Uh, 682, what it is, what it do? Hey, how you doing? Uh, this is uh, Commissaire Field of Flavor. I'm calling out of Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, um, around the corner. What's up? Long time. Yeah, long time listener. Uh, first time caller. And uh, just want to say I love what you're doing. You, you. watch uh, Law Nation. Oh, yeah, y'all doing it good. Y'all doing it big. Um, we got a hell of a squad, man. Right. And I'm, like, super excited. You know, I keep telling people, you know, Cowboys are like uh, a man smoking at the gas station, about to blow up. Mm. About to blow up. Um, DQ, Bones, they got these team balling, you know, giving credit to um, – Mike McCarthy, um, Kellen Moore, you know, they're doing some great things. They're putting the boys in the situations where they can win, setting them up for success. And I'm just looking forward to what's coming on down the road. You know, after we beat uh, KC next week, you know, they still going to delegitimize us. They're going to find an excuse. You know, we're going to have to get to the big dance before they actually them, give us the respect. I'm going to tell yeah. you something right now. They're None gonna of have us... to get to the big dance before they get the respect. I mean, yeah. To get the ultimate respect, but I'm not letting no. I don't give a damn what happens. I don't care if it's they get 20 penalties, they have seven turns. I don't care. I'm not letting nobody take away that victory because that would be the biggest victory of the season. And and I think the Cowboys are already stamped as a Super Bowl contender. But that right there, as I said yesterday, would leave no doubt that the Cowboys are legit. If people don't think they're legit right now, that's their problem. That's a hater mentality. That's that Skip yeah. Shannon stuff on that. That's that crap. But if you're actually watching this team, you can't walk away from this team not looking at them the same. You know what? They can win the whole damn thing. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. They they remind me a lot of the the '90s teams, but I think in some aspects they might even be better. They just gotta 
you know, finish the uh, finish the fight, you know, get across that finish line and show the world, you know, what they really are. Yeah. Ain't lying. Yep. But, hey, that's all I got for you, my man. Uh, keep up the good work. Um, I'm going to keep listening and looking forward to what's going down in the future. Looking forward to that parade at the end of the year. Woo-wee. It's a parade, boy. We going. If it's a parade, I'm just be honest with y'all. I don't think I'm going to be able to go on live next day because I'm just going to be done. <laughs> be real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you. All right, uh, take it easy. Let's give four seven nine. What it is? What it do? Hey, man. It's Chase from Arkansas. How you doing? What's up, Chase from Arkansas? Call it what you want, man. Still, a Cowboys <laughs> win, man. So there's just a few things I wrote down because I was on hold for just a little bit, but I respect everybody that's talking today. So first off, I just wanted to say. I don't know what your language policy is on your show, but I'm going to kind kind of keep it PG. But holy cow, man! So I started watching this. I started watching this show with my four-year-old son. He's in a Dak jersey. I got a Zeke Zeke Elliott jersey, and uh, right off the bat, it's good to start yelling. So that CD screen that ends up going for thirty some odd yards. Mm. It it was. A thing of beauty. Hey, something Chase. to really respond to. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I love that you brought up that play because last week I thought they should have got either Cooper or C.D. Lamb involved in that manner just to kind of get them going, right? Like sometimes you just need to get your guys Hell going. Yeah. And that was a perfect play to get C.D. going. Absolutely. And I think, uh, well, the thing about C.D. is, especially since you got Michael Gallup back, his ability to – to manufacture yards after catch. I mean, as as much as I love Michael Gallup, well, who should still be running past Frisco right now with that drop he had, which, bless his heart, he's been out for a little bit. Yeah. But seeing what CD can do when he gets those jailbreak screens, stuff like that, and just letting his athleticism work, I, 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 something I've been begging for all year. They've been having to use him as a, as a Z guy, and uh, it's, it's kind of worked to his detriment, and he's still produced, man. Dude's oh, yeah. had a lot of yards. So, and Amari Cooper is still, I, to me, he clearly is nursing stuff, which, by God, he says he's dealt with several several injuries throughout the year, man. So, yeah, anything I can get from him, anything I can get from him is glorious. It's it's so pretty clear. Got, it's pretty clear that that Coop is nursing stuff because they they bring in Noah Brown and, and Malik Turner a lot early in that game. Yeah, there was yeah. hell. There was a there was a time whenever I was sitting down and uh, trying to keep my son from wanting to play uh, football before halftime that I, I I saw Malik Turner. I saw Noah Brown out there. I'm like, okay, well, uh, looks like we're running the ball, which we did <laughs> the next play. But at the same time, at the same time. They and next thing you know, they bring out the three actual starting wide receivers. Three amigos going. Yeah, and, but the thing is, man, what Kellen Moore can do with these with these pieces he has. So paramount is our offensive line being able to protect Dak. Sure. On top of that, I think I I, I really do believe in my heart of hearts that Zeke Elliott is the most underrated great player in the NFL and this is why the touch, the first touchdown to um CD laid that dude there's out. a a guy coming there's a guy coming free off the edge 
And Zeke sacrifices his body and right in front of that guy, gives Dak just the amount of time to load that, throw that ball out to CD. And I'm like, how many guys really want to do that? Uh, he doesn't give a damn about his his body. I mean, he wants to stay healthy and be part of this team, but sacrificing his body to put himself out there for his quarterback, his best friend, I mean, it's a godsend, a yeah. godsend. And then after that, I mean, the offense was glorious. Everything we saw was beautiful. I mean, I don't know how much air uh, Dak put under that ball to get CD his second touchdown. I felt like it touched the uh, yeah. the screen. I thought he was throwing it away at first. I did too, man. I was. I saw. I saw the three receivers lined up on the left side. Then I seen him throw it up, and all of a sudden I see. At first, I thought I didn't know if. Uh, CD got both feet in, second second chance. I see, oh, my, holy crap, he got it in. I'm yelling CD, yelling CD. My son is four. All he cares about is Dak Prescott. That's what's on his jersey. <laughs> but uh, so then I want to get to the defense really quick before yep. I let you go. The emergence of what Will Witt, Al Harris, and Dan Quinn has done, leaving out what happened last week. I call that an aberration you can call it whatever you want i call it a wake-up game but it happened and then they go and get their asses spanked by the eagles who we select okay but at the same time what ends up happening you get an interception from the 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 most productive um cornerback we had on the day jordan lewis you get an interception from anthony brown who everyone's to get out of town he go he comes up and makes a miraculous interception and also our guy who's setting the league record right now, or is on pace to set the league record, Trayvon Diggs, makes a receiver catch, not a cornerback catch. That was a receiver catch. Yeah. And not doing it, doing it against Schmoes, I mean, they were working Kyle Pitts. All three of those guys had chances to work Kyle Pitts, and they did it. And that's without our two best pass rushers, doing their job and Micah from now on I don't want to hear it I don't want to hear it the man can blitz from anywhere he is no longer just a linebacker just a defensive end the guy is so he's Swiss a army knife say it with me a Swiss say, army knife if you're in my business it's cheap he can just do it all man no nah, say he it with me everything he is a playmaker that, 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 I, I've been a trying to hammer man. that home since he was drafted. People were boxing him into a linebacker. Oh, he's an off-ball linebacker. No, he's not. He's a playmaker, and when he puts it all together, he's going to win defensive player of the year. And what you're going to need to do is just talk to your people at, AP, at, uh, at EA Sports and just say, okay, we need to make a new, uh, new position for this game, and uh, that's what Michael Parsons is. I want to be able to line him up anywhere I want. He's going to tear the game up. Indeed. So, man, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I, I, I stopped listening. As soon as I stopped listening to Brad Sham, I switch over and listen to you and Jesse talk about how badass our wins are, even our losses, which has only been two. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of your movement of Dallas Cowboys fans. And uh, you rock on, Scott. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Chase. I appreciate you. I love when I hear that that they they you know, flip over from you know uh, Brad and and, and uh, who else is it, Babe and things like that, or the dot com, and they listen to you know me, Vach, Law, things like that. Like I think that's that's just dope. That's dope. That lets us know 
that we are approaching or if not approaching, we're there with those guys. It's just a matter of resources and uh, getting the word out there. So we're going to keep trying to bring you all that quality content. Uh, let's get 409. 409, what it is, what it do? Hey, what's up, man? What's going uh, on? Good morning, man. Man, uh, uh, was it death by a thousand cuts and a kill shot? What did what, what Amari say? After the game? He, he had a quote from the Denver Broncos just kind of like, just kind of dusting off. The, oh, you know, oh, oh, when he said, okay, when he said that, you know, I hope they play us like that. We, we, we invite the man coverage because either you're going to die slow or fast death or you're going to die a slow death. Yeah. And I think that's what this team has the ability to tell me, Scott, like when have we had like these two dynamic wide receivers? Three, three, three. We got, we got three of them. Gallup, Cooper, I mean, just, Lamb. And I'm, well, I mean, and I, and I say like, I say like, you know, like, top five, top ten receiver potential, you know, like with Amari. And, of course, the stats aren't going to be there just because you have to spread the rock so much with this team. Um, and it's it's so unselfish. Um, you had your boy Dan Orlovsky giving him a shout-out uh, for that aspect of what these playmakers have been doing on offense. So, because um, you know, there's some of these guys got certain things written up in their contracts yeah. and say, if I get these amount of numbers, I get this bonus and that bonus. So, when you talk about these guys being unselfish, man, these are monetary gains or you know losses in this case that these guys are putting up. Um, and when I say uh, CD and Amari, and like not not this, you know, respectfully, you know, kind of keeping right. Gallup to the side for a minute, just because of what these guys. Are are as 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 a wide receiver? What echelon? You know, yeah. uh, I think Gallup is right under that echelon. But when you have those two guys, I mean, you have the defense. They can't play. You know, they can't double team these guys. They have to play them one on one. Um, and then it just makes guys like Gallup going. You know, he's going to be that much stronger moving forward. Um, and then you know that's why you have an emergence from guys like Wilson and Noah Brown and. You know, it's, it can kind of fool you to think, oh, man, these guys have gotten better or, you know, we need to, we need to sign that guy or we need to keep yeah. that guy. And it's like, I mean, so the question a, is, what, aspect when to, is the last time? I, I don't I don't recall that the Cowboys having two receivers like this at the same time. I mean, I mean, like this, I guess you can say Terry Glenn and, and, and Terrell Owens in their, in their, I don't want to say primes. Terry wasn't in his prime, but Terry was damn good and T.O. was T.O. Yeah, but, exactly. But, I mean, this is like having – I don't want to disrespect T.O., so I'm not going to say that. But you, you're right. They have two. And I'm sorry. I can't ignore Gallup. I, I'm not, I can't do it. I can't do it. They have three. <laughs> they, they have three, yeah, they have three high-quality, I mean, like, top-tier wide receivers that give teams trouble. I cannot inc- not include Gallup you, because of, you, of this aspect. Can you compare Gallup to DeAndre Hopkins? I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in football. I, I don't compare any of these guys to him. Well, could you could you make a better argument for Cooper and Lamb to be compared to DeAndre Hopkins? I would even things that you can say. Hey, these guys talent wise. So so you're saying like their talent? I mean, Cooper is a top ten receiver talent wise. Um, Lamb, I think, There's is going to be Cooper a top. But the reason why I don't I do, listen, 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 listen. The reason why I don't do it is because you're looking at them individually. 
where individually they can probably go play for Derek Carr and not be the same. They can go play for Jalen Hurts not be the same. I'm looking at them as a collective. And you did that. You said, when's the last time they had two of these guys, right? And I'm like, well, why stop at two? Because what Michael right. Gallup brings to this group is real. He brings a different aspect that that is trouble. You said it. Because of these two guys, now you got to be one-on-one with Michael Gallup and a 50-50 ball is like 100 to nothing because he's going to come down and get it. He's physical. He adds a dynamic aspect to the team that that's different than those guys. So I think all three of them bring dynamic. bring different abilities to the, to the team. I think I was just saying just those two in particular have more of a dynamic of a more more traits that kind of are going to like at, when history goes down they're going to see more of that, that their ceiling echelon yeah, yeah their ceiling gonna, is higher yeah, yeah I was going to be more on that Terry Glenn right that yeah. that probably that you know that Terry Glenn type you know like was a real great one but you had guys in his era who were clearly you know they they remember a little bit more in history you know sure. And yeah. so that's that's why I said respect, respectfully when I say with those guys together, um, I mean Gallup definitely you know he demands a double team as well, and with this team you just unfortunately can't do it and can't do it. Um, they gotta catch us when we down, Scott. Hey. Because when they when they got us when they when we're up, and then the way that these DBs are coming, what that does for your DBs and just defense overall for them to just be able to concentrate and just play the run. They don't have to think whether this is run or pass, and they can just straight up play uh, these receivers. Uh, that makes these guys uh, be makes it tough. Uh, capable of being more playmakers. Uh, C.D. Lamb so said it best. Man. Man, good, good call, man. C.D. Lamb said it's three of us. Like, you, you got to deal with all of us, and that's a problem for teams, man. Yes, sir. Hey, appreciate the call, though, good brother. Good stuff, Scott. Well, I'll later, bro. Yes, sir. All right, 318. Send us out. What's up, 318? Yo, know, what's well, those guys? This kid from Shreveport. Uh, Shreveport yo, in the I, building. Everybody, everybody that gave out like the 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 cookouts, uh, just about everybody. But I do want to single out Al Harris in particular because okay. Al Harris, you got three picks with your starters, but you know he. I don't heard all dude was like, uh, you know, boss man. He can't do what he, what everybody do. I seen boss man three times today. Yesterday, he picked one. He got his hand on one, and he sends somebody out to the uh, end zone, even though it was overthrown. Mm-hmm. He was in phase. And then another one was one of those Jay Lou tip passes, you know, I think it was the fourth series that was a third down, and he got the tip. Uh, Bosman was around the football. He was coming from the deep post that was out there. Uh, so out here is whatever he's teaching them as far as looking for the ball, is big and and also Michael Parsons and Jaylen Curse, their mentality is rubbed all over this defense. And you can see when they win winning these games, yeah. the defense play well. Look at Jaylen when the teammate makes a play. Watch watch who's one of the first ones over there or, or, or hyping him up. But Jaylen Curse, man, he is he is one of the leaders of this defense. Clearly, but yeah, just like uh, you know, it, it's the things that they say too, like. When when Mike we first got Michael Parsons, he said he just want to see ball and get ball. You see that in on his defense. This defense, they see the ball and they want to get the ball, no matter what, no matter what's going on. They they have their hunger mentality. And then J. Ron Curse, his tent, he going around saying they do that. They do that. They they feel that. They vibe off that. The things that they say, they go out there and do. And that's big as far as 
as far as who you are. If you if that's who you are and you telling who you are and you telling everybody who you are and you able to go do that, that's big. It's and, a different and vibe. You can count on it. And it's, up your so, it, it, it's a different but, vibe on this team, bro. Or on this defense, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I just uh I just wanna make sure Al Harris Definitely, I think he definitely. If Mike Parsons want to be a coverage linebacker, I think Al Harris needs to go ahead and pull him to the side too, because uh, whatever he's doing with these corners is is amazing, as well. Whatever he's teaching, so. Hey. Um, <laughs> Joe Witt Jr. too. I think I think Joe Witt has a lot to do with this this year. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. So I, I like the I like the way uh, the confidence was this game. It's a big game, and. Uh, you just gotta, you got, you got to tip, tip your hat to, to how they came to play and sure. how how their mentality showed up. So that's that's all I really want to say. Uh, thank you, Scott, for having me on and uh, keep doing what you're doing. I'll be around. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call, brother. Yeah, he's talking about the assistant coaches. Let's let's just give out some love to all the assistants, man. Joe Philbin has this offensive line. You know, all the pieces moving in and out. You know, last week was was rough, but. Overall, for the nine games, right, nine games, I think he's had this offensive line playing very well. Um, Joe Witt Jr., Al Harris, has a secondary just looking completely different. Obviously, Dan Quinn, but assistant-wise, Aiden Dirty. We lost D-Law. You lost Randy Gregory. You lost Neville, Tristan, Urban. Bohanna was inactive. Hamilton comes up making plays. Carlos Watkins is looking good. So, you know, these assistants definitely deserve uh, uh, some credit. And even the tight ends coach. I know Dalton Schultz has been a little bit quiet, but Dalton Schultz at the beginning, and remember, without without Michael Gallup, this offense was going to rely more on that two tight end sets and the receipt, the tight end. I don't think you're going to see Dalton Schultz have those monster games, two touchdown games, seven, eight, nine reception games that much if Gallup, Cooper, and Lamb are um, are healthy. That's no knock on, on on Schultz. He did what he was supposed to do. He stepped his game up when Michael Gallup, who was their third or second option in the receiving department, was out. That made Dalton Schultz slide up. Now, Schultz is going to slide back down to four or five. And that's just the way it goes, right? And I said this all year. There's the reason why I was like, I don't know. I want to throw the bag at him because he's potentially your fourth option in the pass game. No knock on him. It's just the way it is in this offense. But, um, you know, these assistant coaches are definitely – and Bones Fossil, you know, and they are – yeah, that's a coordinator. But Bones Fossil has this special teams playing a lot better. You don't see these long kick returns, these long punt returns. I'm glad he's just telling my man to kick it out. Uh, Haru Lahu, he told him just kick it out. Greg Zernlein, kick it out. You know, Greg DeLeg, he can't control him missing kicks. You know, he's missing kicks. Um, three punt blocks this year. I think Bobby Belt or somebody, maybe it was Mosier. Said the Cowboys had one punt block, I believe, in the entire Jason Garrett era. They got three in one game. I'm sorry, in in one season. That's impressive, man. That's impressive. That's impressive. All right, listen. We're going to have this 24-hour, 48-hour rule. Tomorrow, we'll put a cap on this game. We'll look at some of the tape today, and then we'll do an after-further review to kind of dive in a little bit more. On, on what we saw in that Falcons matchup. Um, definitely going to probably put out a uh, drive of the game. And maybe a surprise, a drive of the game. But I'm going to put out a drive of the game today. So so look for that. And uh, we'll wrap this thing up tomorrow. And it is on 2KC.
But before I do that and we get out of here, it, it's only right. It's only right that we welcome back the song when, you know, the haters and Cowboys win. They don't want to say nothing. It's only right, right? Hey, hey. Ain't nobody calling me, texting me, paging me, asking me, are you still involved? Calling me, texting me, paging me, asking me, am I still involved? Y'all use the check on me. Listen, listen. Y'all use the check on me. I'm still involved. They they usually check on us, Cowboys Nation. They ain't checking on us no more, huh? Ain't checking on us no more. (laughs) All right, listen, we out. Appreciate all the calls. Appreciate the donations. Hey, make sure y'all tune in tomorrow, 8 a.m. Central-ish. Ish, right? Tonight, A to Z Sports Prime Time. We got Mauricio Rodriguez in the building recapping the game as well. And then we're moving on to KC later in the week. I appreciate all you guys coming through. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. Peace. Shout out to the My Guy Stevie Mac as well. I want me some glory hope.